friends and family, thank you so much for joining Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, I got another great show. Got a good interview ahead of us. I can't wait for you guys to hear this one. Uh, before we get started, I just want to kind of, you know, make sure that uh, we're doing a little bit of a health, mental health check on everybody out there. Make sure, you know, uh, you're checking on your friends, your family, uh, you know, making sure everybody out there is doing okay. And if, you know, if you don't feel like talking to a friend or a family, know there's numbers out there that you can call, which is uh, 988, and you press 1. They'll put you in touch with someone that can help you. I know that there's a lot of stories out there of veterans who were faced with some really hard mental health issues. They called the number, uh, and they got the help that was necessary and needed and in abundance, and the community got behind it all. So it is really great. So um, if you need it or if you even know someone that needs it, make sure you spread the word that 988 is the number, and you, all you to do is press 1. But all right, let's uh, go ahead and get into this. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my next guest. Let me go ahead and get this. My next guest is retired from the United States Marines. After serving from 1993 to 2013, he started off on the listed side and was a jet engine mechanic. Then he decided to become an officer and a pilot. Now he's leading and forming the future generation as a junior ROTC instructor. I'm excited to introduce Mr. Dean Chrome. What's hey, going my, on, man? Hey, how you doing? Good, Welcome man. Good. to the show. I am uh, excited to have you on, and we're excited to get to meet Mr. Dean Chrome. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little about yourself, like, you know, why you joined the Marines. Tell us a little bit about your Marine Corps career and what you got going on now. Outstanding. Well, first, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, I love to tell my story. It's nothing super exciting, but but I'm very blessed and I want everybody to know that this, you know, if if some little guy from South Dakota that was making some bad choices as a young man can uh, can do what I've done, um, you can, too. And there's a lot of people out there that um, I hope they really consider the military as an option. There's no bad service. Obviously, uh, I'm a little biased towards one, but um, no bad service. But my story is this, man. I, uh, I grew up in a little town in South Dakota. Um, we didn't have any ROTC. We didn't have anything there. Um, I knew that I needed to join the military just simply because uh, my sister was going to go to college. She's one year younger than me, and my parents couldn't afford it. So uh, um, I decided pretty quickly that I wanted to give the Marine Corps a shot. A uh, good friend of mine, J.J. Seuss, He's out there. Uh, he was in my hometown. We decided to go in on the buddy system and uh, we left South Dakota together and and the rest is history. Um, but, yeah, I embarked upon my 20 year career and it was it was truly amazing. So I left uh, South Dakota right out of high school, um, went into the Marine Corps and ended up being stationed out in uh Tustin, California. So Tustin's now closed, as you know, but uh, I was working on the uh, CH-53, working on the jet engines on that at the time. So great, great opportunity. Loved every minute of it. Uh, California was an eye opener for me coming from South Dakota, uh, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. So I, I did that's a, one of the hardest jobs in the Marine Corps is uh, being an air winger. You know, it's... <laughs> 
Hey, I wouldn't say it's the hardest, but I will say that we definitely put in the time. The hours is, you know, you, you got to put in the time and I get it. You know, they're all hard in their own right, but it isn't physically demanding. But the hours and the um, the time that you put in is really the hard part. But yeah, I love I loved the uh, I love the wing. Um, I was fortunate enough after serving there at Tustin, I did a Westpac, got to go to Okinawa, um, came back got to go do Operation Southern Watch in the Persian Gulf and got to do some cool stuff. Um, I was flying as a, a door gunner and got to meet a bunch of great people that way. Um, then I got back to um, California and got selected to go to HMX, the Presidential Squadron. So again, I was wow. blessed, went out to HMX and served there from 96 to 99. And wow. at that point, you know, I'm hitting my six-year mark in the Marine Corps, and I'm thinking I'm going to get out because I haven't done much college yet. And uh, kind of a uh, long story, but it just so happened that my recruiter from South Dakota and the sergeant major of HMX were good buddies, and my recruiter was in town, and he said, hey, is that – do you still have uh, Sergeant Crumb? And – my sergeant major said, yeah, he's on the green side. He works down there. He said, can you call him up here? They called me up and uh, asked me what my plans were. And I told them I was getting out. And they said, well, you should really consider this MESEP program. And I said, you know, I, hey, I love you too. And I trust you more than anything in the world, but I would have to reenlist to find out if I got accepted. And I don't know if I'm competitive enough. Oh, you're competitive. You're competitive. Do it. I said, gentlemen, I can't. I'm sorry. They said, well, what if we get you an interview with the, the gentleman that's in charge of the board? I think they were all bluffing me anyhow. But anyhow, they took me up there. Let me meet them. I got a bunch of great uh, letters from the CEO at HMX, which probably doesn't hurt. Um, and a bunch that's of people. Awesome. Fortunately for me, I did. I went out on a limb and uh, I got selected for the MESET program. So, man, I'm very, very proud and honored to to make that transition from enlisted officer and, and go out and represent and and i tell you i went as hard as i could and tried to make what uh, rank did you say you were what rank were you at this time when you decided to go ahead and make that switch well i officially made it to staff sergeant but i was okay. a sergeant for most of my time i made it to staff sergeant um while i was in mesep so it's really kind of non-competitive but most of my time was as a sergeant. So okay. I, I love it because I believe that was probably the best rank in the Marine Corps. Anyhow, sergeants right. were awesome. Um, yeah. And then I got to spend the other large portion of my time as a captain in the Marine Corps. And uh, there's no better rank than captain, you know, so you're not up in the field grade doing that and you're not down in the trenches. So it's uh, I, like I said, I'm just blessed. But uh, but fortunately for me, I got that officer transition. And, and like I said, I just I wanted to go out there and and just do the best that I could and take care of the Marines like I knew they should be, like I would have wanted, and I and I felt like I did that every day. Um, I got lucky enough to come back and and fly the same helicopters I was working on. So at HMX, I got to work on the 46 and the 53. Um, I got to work on both jet engines and swashplate and flight controls and blades and all that stuff. So. Um, when it came time to go to flight school, I knew that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to fly helicopters because I wanted to be, I wanted to be with the Marines. I wanted something with wheels on it. I didn't want skids. 
I wanted something with wheels and somewhere I could put Marines in the back. And fortunately for me, um, I got 46s and ended up over in Okinawa, Japan. So uh, I was newly married, um, loaded up, took the wife over to Okinawa. And we had our first child over there. Oh, wow. Uh, my, my daughter, Darren, uh, she's now uh, she is now 15 years old, going to turn 16 here soon. Um, and, and had a great time over there, but it's kind of that almost a, almost a survivor's guilt because I was in, uh, during nine 11, I was in, uh, the MESEP program at my college. So there was no chance of me going anywhere or doing anything. Um, and then, um, going through flight training and everything and the wars going on and all your buddies are over there. Um, made it, made it pretty tough. And then, and then it really got hard when, uh, when I got deployed to Okinawa because now we're not, we're on the tip of the spear per se, but, uh, in the Pacific and they weren't deploying over to, uh, Iraq or Afghanistan at the time. And then, um, a real good friend of mine was, a um, the first one to get shot down uh, in a CH-46 and he was flying with an instructor. Well, she was an instructor pilot and he was a, he was amazing. He was a far better pilot than I ever was. And, and uh, he got caught up in a little uh, sand bush. They turned him with some small arms fire and got a rear aspect shot and, uh, and killed him. Um, Damn. So that was, you know, it was rough, but um you know, that's, that's what we signed up for. And he was a great man. And, and, uh, um, I never did get a shot to go over to Iraq or Afghanistan. So I don't know if that was a blessing or a curse. Um, but I, but I flew in Okinawa and, uh, we got to do it. Like I said, a lot of counterinsurgency. And again, I'm blessed. Uh, we did a lot of stuff off the, off the ship. So we're on 31st Mew all over the Philippines, Thailand, Korea, down in Australia. Uh, we went into Cambodia, just got to do amazing things. And then, and then from there, um, you know, I was, I was done with Okinawa. I was done deploying all the time. My daughter was, um, a couple years old. She had no idea who I was cause I was gone all the time. So yeah. I was kind of rough. And then, so I just, I made a decision to, uh, get out of the cockpit and I applied for another board selected position and I applied for the Marine officer instructor. Um, and fortunately, I, I got it. Um, I don't know how. It's a competitive field, again, going against a bunch of captains and majors in the Marine Corps that want to go teach at a college. And I got lucky and uh, got my first choice and started teaching over in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, oh, and I actually, awesome. you know, I finished out my career there. And, and you know, I re- again, um, I jumped in 100% to make sure that I did, you know, the best I could. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I, I can work. I'm a hard worker and uh, put a lot of effort into those kids. I, I have a lot of really, really outstanding Marines that are that are doing well. They've outranked me now, you know, the ones that I commissioned and sent on. So it's it's awesome to see that. Um, and then, you know, from there, I, I, I retired out of there um, and we went to my wife's hometown in Texas a little bitty town out there called Beckville, um, 400 people. Uh, she worked in the Small school. Town. Yeah. A little bitty town. She worked in the school and I, I decided to try a shot at the oil field. 
I got a great job, had my own oil field section and was in charge of production. But uh, I just didn't enjoy it. They're just, they don't take care of their people like the Marine Corps. Um, they're corrupt. Uh, everybody's trying to, to buy you, uh, buy their work. You know, it just wasn't what I was looking for. The town was just too small. It wasn't as active. I felt like I was limiting my kids. So me and my wife, after about a year, made a decision to, hey, let's apply for this job being a JROTC instructor, which is something that I always thought about. So I got certified right away. And I came back. I got fortunate enough to get a job in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, uh, at a Navy school. And uh, I started working there and really, really, really enjoyed it. It's it's almost like a, it's almost a calling because nobody wants to teach high school kids really. I mean, it, maybe some do. It's tough. Yeah. It's really challenging. They no, they, yeah. they don't understand us. They don't right. they don't care who you are or what you have on your collars or what you have on your chest. All they care about is the person you are and uh, and that you back up your word and and uh, so it was it was rough at first, but. Uh, but it was very, very rewarding because you get a full spectrum of kids. You get kids that are literally low functioning on the spectrum to kids that are genius and you have to teach them all the same. So I loved, loved the challenge. It was, it was amazing. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I was doing extremely well at my first school. Things were going right. Um, but in my hometown, I was commuting uh, in my hometown, the Marine Corps JROTC program came available and I applied for it. And uh, again, very fortunately for me, I got the job and I've now I've been here for seven years and um, I'm going to stick it out until my son, who is a seventh grader, until uh, he gets through high school. And then we'll we'll see from there what happens. But like I said, just a very, very blessed career. Um, and now I'm getting to wear the uniform. I'm getting to influence kids and uh, do the stuff that it's kind of like paying it back. Because again, I was making some poor choices and even then the Marine Corps making some poor choices, but I had good leadership all the time. And that's all I want to do for these kids. I just want to give them a little bit, a little bit of grit, a little bit of mental toughness, um, you know, the discipline, all of those things that we'll talk about, leadership principles and traits. We can talk about that all day long, but I just want them to be an asset to society. I don't want them to be a detraction. We got too many people that are sucking the life out of our country. Right. Absolutely. I need mean, people that, that want to contribute and and know what it means. I mean, when they say the national anthem or they hear the uh, the pledge, they get goosebumps because they're proud. Right. And they may not ever serve, but, you know, we spend a lot of time in my class learning why Marines are the way they are, because it's different. Right. It's different here. It's just different. And so, uh, so kind of run us through your program and in, 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 uh, how it works and, you know, what do you guys do? And, and, and uh, like, what does it, you know, change from freshman to senior year or yeah, how does that whole a, thing work? It's a great, it's a great program. It's uh it's not a recruiting program. All right. I like to say that because it's a misunderstood program. We're not trying to make steely eyed killers here. We are 
we're training them to be better citizens. And that's, that is the mission of the program. So um, here, here's how it works. We get a, we have four different curriculums provided by headquarters Marine Corps. So we teach the first year kids, the certain curriculum and second, third and fourth. And as you go up in years, as you get to be a junior and senior, I get some more flexibility to teach you some of the things that I feel like you should know before you go out into the world. Um, again, I, I want to make sure that if you've been me with, with me for four years, that I'm sending out a polished gem that's going to go out there and be successful and represent. Um, and it's oftentimes hard, but it's, but again, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, anybody can join. It's an elective. All right. In my school, we follow a traditional schedule. So we have eight periods. So it's just one of the periods they come to every day. So we get to see the kids every day and it's, it's awesome. Um, I'm in a big school. We're about 2,500 students. Um, and the Marine Corps says you have to have 100 students or 10% of the population, whichever is less, just to make sure the Marine Corps is getting um, all the juice for the squeeze, right? They want to make sure they're influencing people. So we have a little over 100 students, which is, uh, which is right where I want to be because I really want to establish the quality over quantity first. And we're getting that. Um, we're getting really good quality kids. Um, so we, we're doing well with that. Now, the standard week looks like this. Mondays, they get out and get some PT. Um, you name it, we do it. Anything we've done in the Marine Corps, we try to get out and do. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It teaches the kids how to get out of their comfort zone when they bump up to a little bit of uh, discomfort. They want to stop. But uh, over time and constant pressure, we can push them beyond that and really show them their potential, which is which is so rewarding to see them when they, when they finally get it that like, Hey, I can embrace the pain a little bit. Like I learn, can do this. <laughs> I can learn to love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the kids are a little soft, uh, a little soft these days. So that's, uh, that's our Mondays. Tuesdays we're in the classroom learning everything you could think of. Um, the LE one or LE two, that's our beginning um, freshman, sophomore classes. Uh, Master Guns Troxel is my uh, um, assistant Marine instructor. He's awesome. He's in the Marine Corps for 27 years, and he's as old and crotchety as they come, but he's, uh, uh, the kids love him, love him. He's a great teacher. Um, and behind any great program, as we all know, there's a great, uh, great enlisted, um, and he is that for me. Um, so he teaches the freshmen, sophomores, and I teach the juniors and seniors. Uh, so we kind of split it up. And then uh, Wednesday, we wear uniforms. We go out and do drill. Um, we do, you name it, uh, inspections pretty much every day. So they, they get issued the uh, utility uniform, um, the MARPAT. So uh, something I take very serious. It's really difficult because I lose a lot of good kids because they don't want to get a haircut, right? Yeah. But in order to put them in our uniform, right. the one that the Marines be. are fighting and dying in, um, they got to be within regs. So yep. it's tough, but uh, we have, again, the kids get on board when they see what the value is and they see the pride that's associated with the program and everything. They get on board. Um, we wear that uniform. Wednesdays, sometimes uh, their sophomore year, they'll get Charlie's. Um, junior year, they're going to get their Deltas. Uh, and then senior years, they're going to have their blues. And anybody who does Dang. color guard get their blues early. And, you know, everybody wants to get in the blues uh, yeah. as quick as possible. <laughs> so, 
Uh, that's fun because now I didn't realize I was going to be a tailor and a seamstress and all that other oh, stuff too on this yeah, job because yeah. they're growing like weeds, you know, and keep them in uniform and try to keep them to our standards is, is difficult, you know, but again, uh, blessed. That's, that's Wednesday. Wednesday's a good day. We do our promotions and all that stuff on Wednesday. And I'll tell you, you know what? We do a lot of drill and we don't have a drill team. Um, because we go a different route and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, but, but I have kids that could drill with any active duty Marine right now. They're that good. They're really nice. good. So it's, it's a lot of fun watching them get to that point. Um, and then Thursday's back in the classroom for some more um, academics, whatever the syllabus states that we gotta, we gotta cover. There's some classes headquarters Marine Corps says we have to do. And then um, on Friday, we're back to PT. So that's a standard week. Now, here's where it gets interesting is, uh, you know, after schools, after school, you know, the beginning of the year, Master Guns teaches air rifle. They're shooting every day of the week after school. They have to. In order to be competitive, you got to shoot every day. They're shooting little uh, air rifles in the classroom. Oh, but it's, you know, it's a little tiny, it's a little tiny circle. And it just, it's a great skill set. It teaches focus. It teaches repetition it teaches all of the things that uh that make you successful in the classroom uh, on the range so we find that there's a direct correlation between grades and how well they shoot so master guns has got a good stack team but unfortunately um our classroom can only handle about 10 lanes so i lose master guns to focus on these 10 individuals you know four or five days a week for uh, at least an hour and a half, two hours of shooting. Um, while I'm outside where I take what I call the outdoor dogs. I don't, his are the indoor dogs. They like the AC, but mine are the outdoor. We like the PT. We like to sweat. We like to get uncomfortable. And we You're do, like the uh, junior hat and he's like the senior. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it works out. It works out really well that way to, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, what we what we both try to do is uh, take everything we learned in the Marine Corps. And of course, he was a drill instructor and he's got all kinds of experience um, and kind of use that to help us influence these kids. Like I said, we're not making basically trained Marines. We're making citizens. We're making kids that are, are out there to make good choices. Men and women of exemplary character. Those are the terms that we're using. Um, you know, using sir and ma'am and holding the door and, and not walking over a piece of trash and being the one that, you know, is saying, hey, you know, let's let's not do this right now. Um, they're not the ones that are jumping in with their phone video in the fight. They're not the ones instigating, you know, and that's what we train just again to be to be a team player. Um, so the why? Why is this? Why is this a great job? It's it's awesome because when I first uh, took over as the senior naval science instructor at Charlotte High School, I had every student that I was teaching write me a letter, what you think I should know about you. And I will tell you that once the umbrella of the Marine Corps was lifted off of me and I got to see what was happening in everyday life and their lives, I was traumatized. I had no idea the amount of abuse, poverty, um, 
drugs, alcoholism, you name it. I hadn't, I really had no idea that it was as bad as it is. And these kids, um, a lot of them were dealing with it. So it took a lot of change in me to try to understand what they're going through. Um, because it was, it was easy to get frustrated when kids don't show up to school. But then when you find out that, Hey, their mother, their mother's on life support and their dad's a drug addict, you know, they don't got anybody looking out for them. I'm lucky. I get them to school three times a week. So you learn, you really learn, um, what's going on in the world that, that we were kind of sheltered from in the Marine Corps, or at least I was, um, but, but again, we have a lot of tools to help us, you know, in the Marine Corps, you, you learn all these tools that you have available to you. And boy, um, I think I, I, uh, increased the school's workload, uh, significantly once I got on board and started learning about these kids that need, they need help and, uh, they can't do it on their own, their kids. And it's, it's, uh, it's, that's the rewarding part, you know? And that's good, though, you know, because, I mean, the kids do spend a large portion of their day at school. So it is good to go to be a place and, and make it feel like a safe place or a place that they could actually deal with things. Sometimes at home they can't, you know. So that's yeah. great that you guys are giving them another avenue and things of that nature. And, you know, when it comes to the academic stuff, like what kind of academic stuff are you guys teaching? Is it Marine Corps history or is it more – other like uh, like more educational type stuff yeah so in the beginning they're going to learn the basic marine corps history they're going to learn a little bit about a healthy lifestyle um lifting weights they're going to learn about um you know they have some old stuff in there like uh uh corporal of the guard they have some classes about uh um uh what else what other classes they've got master guns teaches um, NJP, uh, you'll go through all of that. Uh, it's his are the basic, you know, Marine Corps style classes. Um, as you get into the LE2, it gets a little bit more advanced. We're going to get into some leadership stuff. And then LE3, uh, I get to open it up. There are very few classes that the Marine Corps mandates that I teach. So that's where you get to be a little creative. You can bring in, you know, Boyd cycle. And we talk about OODA loop. We talk about, um, operational risk management, you know, stuff that, um, that they can use in their civilian life, or they can use if they go into the military and it's going to make them a rock star when they show in and they can do a risk assessment worksheet and make it an inherently unsafe environment safer. Um, you know, we're, we go through stuff like changing tires on a car, just simply so that you nice. you know how to do it safely. Yeah, you know I'll get them in there and we're, we'll change out a dead battery. We'll talk about the alternator and we'll talk about the radiator and how to you know what happens when when your when your car tires are out of balance. What does that do? You know that bouncing over time. And I use this analogy to their life. If you're not well rounded and you aren't you know well read and you aren't financially sound and you're not a good communicator and you're not physically fit. If you're not well-rounded, you got a flat spot in your life, you're going to bounce. Just like that tire on the car, when it's out of balance, it bounces. And over time, that bouncing just wears out parts. And eventually, it's going to fail catastrophically, right? And that's it's just what happens in their life when they don't fix their 
there's their flat spots. So we, we do, we get into that. Um, we talk about cars a lot. Hey, we, we have, uh, we've sewn up some things. We sew buttons on, we get to, uh, bring in attorneys. We get to bring in, um, the guys that do taxes come in and talk to us about taxes. My kids understand taxes and what it means to do a standard deduction and what it means to itemize. They, they really, they get it. You know, they understand that, Hey, they got a, a large portion of their checks going to go to the man. And how does that work? You know, what is, what is that W4 all about? Um, so it's fun. It's fun. You, you know, I get to bring in insurance agents. I want them to understand what insurance does for you, you know, your family. You, let's say your family's got a bare minimum car insurance and you get out there and you're messing around up in Sarasota um, where all the rich people live and, and you run into a Maserati or a, who knows what you could see up there. Um, you run into that and you injure somebody. Hopefully your parents have good insurance. Otherwise they're coming after you. You know, getting the kids to understand the real, the stuff that nobody else tells you. That's what yeah. I there's know. a lot of value there. I mean, that's just not taught in schools this day and age. And you know, when all of a sudden you turn 18, you're expected to know a lot of these things right off jump. You know, so it's great, man. This is this is uh, it's good for the future of some of these kids because I, I wish a lot more schools would jump on board with these type of things and and give this opportunity to a lot more of the kids because I think we get so just stuck on like oh education, 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 education. You know, we forget to we forget that a large population of these kids won't continue their education and they're going to go live another life. So we got to prepare them the yeah, best we exactly can. Right. That there's beyond education in this world. There's there's just so much more to it than learning two plus two equals four. Brian, you're so right. And, I, and I, again, we stress this too. hey, you know, everybody forgets about the part of high school that is really valuable. And that's the, it's not just the academics. Like you said, it's, it's the relationships that you have to deal with your boyfriends or girlfriends. It's the teachers that you like, or you don't like, it's the administrators that, you know, are giving you a hard time. It's the, whatever uh, team you got put with to do this homework assignment, they don't all work well together. Those are the real life issues that you got to deal with and they got to learn how to deal with, you know, and right, because the translation the there goes like you just said, the boyfriend and the girlfriend, marriage, the teachers, bosses, you know, uh, relationships with friends, coworkers. I mean, all those types of things that they're kind of growing up, you know, those, you know, we've, we've tend to forget how important those type of things are because more than most likely those are the skills that they're going to need to get by and be successful later on than the two plus two equals four, which I'm not saying we don't need to right. you know, not concentrate yeah. on that, but there's so much more life skills that we tend to forget about and, and don't tend to, you know, teach these kids how to, you know, change a tire, how to change their oil, you know, do some of the hands on things that we were taught as kids or whatever. Um, and, you know, I love that you guys are kind of keeping that there and giving these kids a whole nother thing to think about because after school, there's, there's life, you know, yes, and it's coming. And when it gets right. here, it will slap this. It'll slap the snot out of you right? really quick. You know what it I mean? And, and, and it's like, you don't want to be a burden upon your parents too long either. So, you know, there's a, there's a point in time where you got to say, all right, I can't be going out with my friends and partying and doing all this. I got to go make this something for myself. Because I know I reached that point pretty early, 
you know, where I realized, hey, man, I'm tired of asking my mom for money when I'm a little short or this or that or the other. So I get, you know, go to the yellow books and here I am swearing in because I I just want to go make my own money and and make my own life. Right. (laughs) Yep. And that's, you know, I, I, I hope that's what we do for these kids on a daily basis. We work real hard at it. And again, it's, it's real enjoyable. Um, the past five years, I've been wanting to build uh, the official Marine Corps obstacle course on our campus. Oh, and yeah, our campus nice is, course. is uh, our campus is actually on an island. Um, it's it's sickening. It's um, it's amazing campus. It's on a little island. We're wow. literally uh, about a mile and a half from the beach, from Venice Beach in Florida. You know, southwest coast of Florida. It's beautiful. Um, the school is actually right on the intercoastal. So I see boats and yachts and all kinds of beautiful stuff going by when we're outside PT and it's a great place. Um, so, you know, I guess I digress a little bit there, but I, what I, what my point is, is that I want these kids to realize that college isn't for everybody. And if you have a skill set and you're passionate about it, you can go out and make a great living. We just had a guy from a trade school come in and talk to him about this. And I, and I went to one of my, my little girls, she's a rock star. She is tough as a boot. Um, she is just, she's extremely artsy, but I was like, listen, folks, if you learn how to make decorative ornament, um, hurricane shutters for houses, maybe you don't weld, but you can, you can design them. You can be the decorative person. The women are going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to work with you. And, and if you work for the, the metal bending and the welding company, you could sell and sell and sell so much because it's a male dominated market with the welding and stuff. And, and just to get into that, she's interested in it. So there's so many different avenues that or HVAC or something that the kids can get into that they can make an amazing living. Um, and they don't have to go to school and come out with a, with a ton of debt. And that's something that we work really hard on all of my seniors that are leaving. We start early, uh, because I want to see how much you're putting in school loans before you leave here every year. Um, our society tends to put pressure on a lot of different issues, like getting married, having kids, getting a job, going to school. You know what I mean? You know, and not everybody is built to be that way. Some of us are, you know, some of us can go to school and we're going to get straight A's. Some of us go to school and we're just sitting there and, you know, and, and it doesn't mean you're not a creative person. It doesn't mean that you're, you're non-valuable. It's just that your mind is not set on that biology class, that chem class. You know, yeah. your, your, your mind is more uh, tech, you know, in the, you know, some other fashion. And it doesn't make anybody less, but I think our society tends to put a lot of pressure like, you need to get your education, PhD, bachelor's, you know, and I think a lot of that is all, you know, driven by a little bit of the money thing and, you know, things like that. But there's a whole other world out there and a large portion of people do not go to college. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say that probably more, more than less. Yep. I mean, don't. I wasn't ready. That's why I knew I had to go to the Marine Corps. Yep. I mean, yeah, me too. I wasn't disciplined enough. And- nope. I was partying too much. I knew, hey, going into college where, you know, now you you don't have to go to class. 
so to right. speak. You know, I'm like, well, that's going to be rough because when I had to go to class, I wasn't going to class. So, <laughs> right. yeah, it's a college is a business and they don't give a crap. You know, hey, no, you no. show up. They don't care. They're getting paid either way. So, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Now, let yeah. me ask you, uh, now, do you guys keep records of, you know, people that gone through your guys' thing? And if they've graduated, hey, you owe me a, a graduation picture so I can put this up on this poster board. And then you start building up your Marines, Air Force, because I'm sure some of them aren't going to all go Marines, even though it is a Marine style. No, actually, yeah. Or do yeah, they well, typically I do? That's a great idea. And I don't have that right now. We do keep in, obviously I keep in touch with them, but I don't have that board. And, and oh man, you need that, that, man. That's, that's like, that is such yeah. to me uh, beyond. Re I mean, it, it's rewarding enough for you guys yeah. to teach these kids things, but to, 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 for them to come back and say, Hey, here's my, here's my graduation picture. And you're like, dang, you looking good in that, you know, uniform. Why don't you come and talk to the kids and, then you can start having some of them come back and talk to your, 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 your graduates and say, you know, say, Hey, look at this guy. He was in here not too long ago. Look at him now. Yeah. Or I'm her, thinking you about, know, or her I'm thinking about one of my best cadets right now, Dante Schwarzkopf. This man would do anything for me. He was always on time. It, he was a fire and forget dude. You uh, got to bring him back. He was heavy set, you know, he wasn't quite <laughs> oh, ready. Oh, man, it. nice. Yeah. And you know what? He Good lost story. weight and he he's enlisted. He just sent me a picture of him and in his uniform and I, I couldn't be more proud of the man. It oh, just man. See, really, yeah. really good stuff. Makes you emotional uh talking about it cuz I really 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 love that kid and uh he'll always be a part of my life. I know it cuz he reaches out to me uh pretty regular and uh but you're right. I, and you're I'm and a, you're probably I'm a huge impact you're a huge impact to these kids too, probably whether you believe it or not, man. I mean, um, anytime you're in a, a position of being a coach, being a leader, being an advocate, you're going to leave an everlasting impression. And, and they're going to look back and say, you know what, Mr. Chrome, you know, he got me going in the right direction. And, and, you know, so he bad. taught me some things that I didn't know, you know? So, I mean, man, you know, you gotta you gotta somewhat pat yourself on the back too and 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 realize and it's it's hard job man i mean i have uh six kids between me and my wife we got six kids so i know and I, they're all different stages i got a daughter who's in college i got a little six-year-old so um i know that kids are rough and stuff like that so for you to you know have inform these kids and 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 make an impact man you gotta you gotta realize you're doing something huge for yes, our future I love it. I love it. You know, it's again, it's not for everybody, but hey, um, as long as I'm still enjoying it, I'm really feel like I'm giving back to the kids. I'm going to stay on it. I got a great administration. My principal and my assistant principals, everybody's super supportive of us, um, which isn't always the case in some of these schools. So I'm very blessed to have that. Um, you know, I, I raised the I had to go out and single handedly raise the hundred thousand dollars. It's going to cost us to build this obstacle course. Um, and it's been a long process, but once we get it up, um, car truly, washes, man, start getting them car really, washes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm done with the fundraising, buddy. Fundraising's <laughs> yeah, hard. It um, is rough, man. And you got to dedicate vision. a lot of your time. Yeah. That's my vision is that, Hey, I will have this obstacle course and I'm going to turn it into the Indian tough mutter. All right. Uh, now do you guys get any kind out. of funding from the, you know, the VA or, you know, any kind of, uh, governmental supplement, you know, 
to help because you guys are really honestly doing a a good service i mean uh yeah but you know the story of the marine corps you know uh more with less so there's not a whole lot of funding available yes we get a little bit of money from the marine corps but it's not near enough and right and uh they it's really difficult some schools are really good at it because they can plan a year out well you got to you know the paperwork to get a bus on time and to do this and that. So we we pay we fundraise and we pay for everything ourselves. It's just yeah. the easiest way for us. Well, knowing the Marine Corps, they would want a little more bang for their buck. Like, well, you know, out of your ten kids, I need eight of them signing up or something. You know, some kind of a turnaround. You know, so yeah, I can yeah. see where that would be a problem. But man, I mean, I know it's 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 hard to raise money and you know for anything. So. Well, if this obstacle course works like I planned, it's, um, you know, we're going to try to do an annual event and turn it into, like I said, a Tough Mudder or some type of uh, Spartan race or something, make some obstacles around town, invite everybody in, turn it in, you know, have a band out there and some food trucks and start with the obstacle course and finish with the obstacle course. And we've got water all around us and retention ponds. And so we should be able to do a pretty big pretty big thing and hopefully that'll be my annual fundraiser for the year that i can raise my operating budget in one shot so i'm not nickel and diamond families anymore i'm not working the kids on raising money where we can be in the community doing the things that we're supposed to be doing like um, we just had hurricane ian come through and tear up our coast pretty bad well we have a lot of uh, mobile homes uh, 55 and over communities right on the water and this storm thrashed us it was intense you know 100 mile an hour winds for hours and hours and hours um so it blew apart these trailer parks and and even the homes well a lot of these mobile homes have a lot of styrofoam and tin and all kinds of uh, light metal in it it's all over in our rivers and our water systems here Um, we have we live right on this river called the mayaka river it's it's full of alligators. It's full of manatees. It's full of dolphins and sharks. It's amazing. It is. And it looks like the Nile river. It's like got old Oak trees hanging over and moss hanging down. And it's, it's cool. But I, I took 30 kids and four boats and we went out and picked up more styrofoam than, than you, than you could put. I mean, we, I think the number at the end of the day with uh, Sarasota Bay watches who we joined six school bus loads of styrofoam from floor to ceiling. Wow. Um, and, and we didn't even touch it. There's aerial footage of it. Now I have a student that flies a drone and I had him fly over our area. There's so much more out there. And that's, that's the kind of stuff I want the kids doing, not the fundraising. I want you to get out there. I want you to go meet a veteran and interview a veteran and, and read a book to a veteran, um, help, help the, you know, habitat for humanity. Um, let's community. get out. It's all helping out the community, man. That's yeah, really let's great. Get in there and help people them. that really need it. That's absolutely not, great. Yep. Not the fundraising. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed again for that. I got, again, I got my principals on board and lets us do whatever we need to do. So that's outstanding. Yeah. Yep. Lucky, lucky guy. So, you know, now we're, uh, we're hoping to get that built this summer and uh, then we'll start on our, our plans for a big grand opening and, and start making some money and, and we'll see what it does. But, uh, now do you guys work with the local recruiters and stuff like that and have them come in and talk every here and there once in a while? I mean, just, uh, you know, for sure. Um, you know, again, with the program, um, 
not going to try to recruit you, but I am going right, to teach yeah. you what, what they have to offer. Right. You know, so we bring yeah. them all in. I mean, because you don't want to turn them off either, right? No, I mean, because no. right. I got turned off by the army really quick in high school because he was super persistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, bro, bro, I'm hanging out with my friends, man. Chill. You know, exactly. <laughs> and I tell the kids all the time, please don't judge the service by the recruiter because you never know right. who you're going to have. But yeah. yeah, we bring them all in and, and, uh, Coast Guard included, Air Force. Hey, we even had the Space Force in, believe it or not. Um, That's unbelievable. outstanding. Unbelievable. I guess they have a, a JROTC program, too, where they call them Space Cadets. Uh, unbelievable. But Wow, you know, yeah, I still really haven't good. really got myself too uh, educated on the whole Space Force. But, uh, man, it is interesting when I start hearing people talking about it. You yeah, know, it's, they, they have some pretty high standards, so it's pretty cool to get in. You definitely you can't be on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to ASVAB and some scores. They they definitely want the sharp ones. So yeah, good. my uh, one of my cousins, like he's like my third cousin, I think now, um, but he he was in there. Now they made him basically go into the space force because uh, of his job. So he had I don't think he had much of a choice, uh, but uh, he'll uh, end up retiring from there. I guess he really yeah. likes it. Yeah, and good. I guess, yeah, it is uh, very hush-hush on that side. Yeah. But uh, yep. super cool. So um, what else was I going to tell you? I, I wanted. Oh, um, this time of year, we're getting ready for graduation. And uh, I, like I said, I have, uh, I have 14 seniors in different stages yeah. of the program. Some of them came in, and they've only been with us one year. And uh, out of those 14, I have uh, – Five that are going into the Marine Corps. Um, one of them's going to Texas A&M. She got a, a full ride ROTC scholarship, so that's oh, wow. awesome. Oh wow! That's I have one that's going to the Citadel. And wants to be a Marine officer. Um, uh, I've got four that are going into the Army. Um, one wants to be an officer. Um, then we've got multiple that are just you know going off to college. I've got some super super intelligent guys. Uh, one is he's a, uh, national merit scholar. So he's got super high SAT scores and, uh, he's a musician. He loves the piano, but he's, uh, he's going off to college. Um, I've got some other really good ones that are going to low, going to the local college here. So it's, and I, and I've got, you know, two that are just going to the workforce. So it's fun. It's fun to see them. You take them through for four years and see what they're going to end up doing. And, and, uh, and it's always impressive because they all they're going out and doing well. I mean, I've got students. I've got a student that's graduating from the uh, Coast Guard Academy right now, and she's a genius and she's a great leader. She's going to do amazing things. Catherine Gower is a uh, is great. a rock star, and I've you know we knew it the moment we uh, we started working with her. So it's it's nice to be able to put your your fingerprint, your thumbprint on some of these kids. You know, it might not be their leadership style, but you've imprinted something on them. All right, and hopefully it's all all good and that hey we're ser servant leadership is it that's what yeah, we're here for. you really need one of those boards man because it what you're just saying right now that's inspiring imagine being a kid that's in this program and that's what you aspire and you see a picture of all these people who came before them and now they're all they're like that's gonna be me i want my picture on that board that's you know very I mean? true and i've had some kids go through some hardship uh yeah with, man i mean there's some, probably, there's some great stories out there I, yeah. I imagine from kids that, you know, uh, they come from rags and, and work their ways into something and want to make themselves into something and don't want to be a generational 
problem, right? I mean, some That's... of us can, can can try to stop what's going on from generation to generation, and and some of us can go right down the same path. But I see a couple climbing out of that right now, or trying to. So that's great. That's yeah. great. And it sounds like you guys are giving them a little bit of a space to, 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 to give themselves an, you know, opportunity to, you know, flourish and, and yeah. be somebody. So, that's great, man. Okay. And I appreciate it. Is there anything yeah. else you got for us, man? Yeah. So, you know, we talked briefly on the, the monies associated with this. And I, yeah. and I speak for all of the Marine Corps JROTCs, all the JROTCs across the country, wherever you're at. If there is a program in your vicinity, um, they have a need. I promise you they have a need, um, whether it's volunteer drivers or 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 donations. You know, we have plenty of kids in our program that can't afford to do some of the things that we do. And in order to have a successful program, it is directly correlated to the amount of money you have. Um, and I hate to say, I mean, that sounds terrible, but it's the truth. You got to keep the kids active. You got to have them involved. You got to have them doing things. Otherwise they're doing what they want to do on the weekends. Right. And, and sometimes that's not what they should be doing. So uh, money is very, very helpful. So anybody that wants to get out there and contribute, please reach out to the school, uh, reach out to the JROTC program and see what you can do to help them. They'll tell you, they'll tell you exactly what they need. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I love it. Um, I love to see parents come out and contribute. We get others that, hey, they don't even have kids in JROTC. They want to contribute. And of course, there's processes that they got to go through to get checked out. But um, it's very, very valuable. So, you know, anybody that's listening that that has a little fire in their belly to to, to help out and give back and support a program like this um, that, that definitely has a need, please check with your with your local schools and see what they have, what programs they have. And uh support them the best you can, because I know I would love to have, we have got a great community, a very supportive here, but um, the more help, the merrier. So, and you know what it, you know, the, the ROTC programs are, they're, they're, they're there to mold the, the, the future, you know, they're there to build leaders and stuff like that. So um, supporting that is, it would be, a lot more investment of your money because you're, you're going to be basically investing in the future. You know, yes. these kids are going to grow up and be someone and um, you know, you don't want them not to have those opportunities because there's a lack of money or things like that. So hopefully some way or another, you guys can get the funds, get some kind of scholarships out there uh, for some of these kids that, that need it, you know, and, and they can start appropriating these funds to to a a program that's actually going to build something and get something out of it you know then some of these other little courses and things that they got going that people put a lot of money into yeah and and cheerleading or whatever and like you know just you know they're not gonna you know some of these aren't going to be jobs later on but they put a lot of money into the programs Um, but your guys's program is building leaders these guys are all most of them are in there and they they're you know want to wear a uniform they want to they want to do better there's you know because it, it's a commitment to to be in any of those kind of things it's a commitment to go in and swear in and be in the, the military in general so yeah. um and, and kids don't like rules man they don't like rules they don't like to be disciplined so for you to have 
a, a, a bunch of kids that come in, 20 kids that come in and say, hey, I'm here to be disciplined. I'm here to learn. And, um, it, you know, that's that's great, man. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's very rewarding. I mean, I see kids come in with hair down beyond their shoulders. And then the next yeah. day we're like, hey, boss, that ain't going to cut it. You're going to have to get in here with haircut and it's got to be zero to three. Right. It's got to be a skin fade, buddy. And you know what? Um, I've seen it happen. Just last year, we had a kid come in and had hair like Jesus himself. And uh, <laughs> next day it was gone skin. And he is probably, he was a little heavy, but you know what? In, in one year, well, year in a few months, the, the young man has lost 70 pounds, went wow. from a 14 minute mile runner to a seven minute mile runner. And he's That's still amazing. going down, That's you know, amazing. Hey, I'm not saying it was all us, but I am saying that, um, we pushed him. We put it in his head, and and we yeah. believe in him. And you know, we told him, "You can do it. You can do yeah. it." Yeah, he's, he's scooting it. him along, man. I mean, hey, you, brother. You know, the, yeah. you know everything you do. It's just a little, you know, scooting him along. But it is. Yeah. You know, you're uh, put. You're you're at least pushing him in a direction that's in a positive direction. You know, yeah. and and it, it's could be fruitful for him. That can be something at the end, and they could be look at and say, "Man, I'm glad he pushed me. I'm glad he really." you know, disciplined me and, and, and told me the things I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but sometimes you got to have it. They got to yeah. hear it straight. And yeah. there's nobody better to do that than Marines. And we're pretty, pretty uh, brutally honest. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the hard part of, of joining this world is that uh, uh, academia is a difficult place to be because not everybody sees eye to eye with us. Sure. But, we're genuine. We're good people. We're honest. We're hardworking. And, uh, and I, my whole, my whole teaching staff is, is on board with us, you know, for the most part, and they're very supportive. So it's a, it's a good place to work. It's a lot of work. You know, we're working every weekends, every weekend. It seems like I try to shut them down to try to do two, maybe three weekends a month, because again, like I said, you gotta have a busy program to be, to be, uh, successful and sure. you know we we do that air rifle and we get out and we do this orienteering which is just basically running through the woods with a map and a compass okay there is no better skill in my opinion than you having to find a point out in the woods that's an orange and white triangle and it's you have to use the terrain an azimuth a pace count you got to find it it's and you got to find 14 of those points and do it as fast as you possibly can and get back to the start because it's a race and the kids get out there and they're going to get lost. You know, and that's going to happen. You're going to find out which winners are the officers. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. always the jokes that the officers get oh, yeah. us lost, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's the, uh, another, you know, something we do on the weekends. It's, it's another that's life great. skill. Yeah, know? man. That's awesome. I love to hear this. This is like good stuff. And, um, I think a lot of kids should be, you know, gear, you know, put into this. I know it's not for everybody, just like education is not for everybody. Military is not for everybody. No. That lifestyle is not for everybody. But, you know, at least you guys are making another avenue for for people that if they do want to go down that path, they don't have to sit there and go worry about, you know, pulling out those, you know, 1500 SAT scores or whatever the heck the scores yeah. are and stuff yeah, like that. I know, so right? It's, the stress is that you got to get 
you know, to go to college. So, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear it, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, like you said, it's not for everybody and same thing being a Marine, it's not for everybody. So, exactly. but there, you know, someone's got to do it, yeah. you know, and, and I'm glad you are, uh, dedicated to it, man. It sounds like you're committed and, uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're building some great relationships and some strong like I, leaders. Like I tell them it's it, the, the Marine Corps is so unique in that you can be anywhere in the world and if you need if you need help if something you need something if you see a marine corps flag whether it's a sticker on a car or a flag in somebody's yard or a t-shirt if that person is a marine they're helping you yeah. it doesn't matter you can go it could be at the it could be in the you know, down in the pits of the NASCAR race and somebody's got their flag up, you're going to go in there and drink beer with them and probably eat their food. And, and you're going to have a good laugh. And that's what the Marine Corps offers outside of just what you do when you serve it. It's, it's for life. It's for life. Yep. It is the best organization. Um, if you want to, or a some club, call it a cult, club. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but it is a brother and a sisterhood of like no other. And I mean, yeah. um, the veteran well, community in, in whole is big, but when you, when you talk about Marines in general, like, like, dude, I didn't know you at all, but when we got on the phone, we start talking, it's like, boom, you know, we're just yeah. we're right in the conversation. No problem. I mean, we could sit there and, and jaw jack, no, no issues. Marines sure. and in general, we just have that, uh, camaraderie. Cause a lot of, we, we've been through the same thing, you know, yeah. and, and, Jared Hartson creates a bond. We, we know the we know the suck. You know? <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. know what it's well, like to pull out of the suck. And you know, and when you feel like your body can't do it anymore, you can still do it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I learned that. So when you were saying that earlier about your kids, um, and they're like, uh, you know, they stop at that point when they think they can't do it because it's like, oh, it's getting too hard. But if they just give it that little 10 more seconds, they actually can do it and they accomplish it. Um, it's yeah. pushing yourself past that point of that kind of scary point of like, oh, my gosh, it feels like it's going to hurt so bad. But you, you realize you're like, wait a second, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I had to relearn it all over again. And I'm very blessed again for this as I, I have a good friend that I met when I started working at Venice High. He uh, played Division One football for uh, – University of Florida went on and played in the NFL a little bit and got hurt and unfortunately didn't continue. His brother played in the NFL, you know, threw a touchdown pass, uh, is now out of the NFL, living the great life. Anyhow, this, this man works with me and he's a beast of a man. Uh, you know, he's six, four, uh, and anywhere from two sixty down to, he's probably down at two thirty now. Uh, but he's my workout partner and the guy, is 30 years old and he has got the discipline of a David Goggins. I'm not kidding. He doesn't miss, he doesn't make excuses and nice. he holds my feet to the fire and I hold his feet to the fire. So, you know, you know, I'm turning 50 this year and I'll probably be in the best shape of my life because of him, you know? And so it's, it's great to have a relationship with somebody that young. Um, and it keeps, it keeps me going. You know, it keeps me working hard every day and uh, hopefully I contribute to him too. And, you know, and it's, it, 
that's that helps our program as well because there's a lot to learn from the the two two different generations man i mean you know what i mean there's so so much to learn from the older generation there's a lot to learn from the younger ones too so that is it is a good combo that you guys got yeah that's cool yep we've got a very 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 uh very good football team here so um we work a little bit with the football team which is nice to try to get us you know kind of on not we'll never be on the same playing field as football but uh hey as long as we're we're coming up that's all that matters you know football's right, exactly. king here football's king that's good. we do a lot <laughs> for it it's yeah. awesome we, we got kids that go out and shoot a cannon for them uh every game every touchdown uh we we got smoke grenades we run smoke out for them we run flags we do colors hey it's a lot of cool stuff that the that makes the high school experience just that an experience and a lot of learning and a lot of fun you know so it's definitely memories they'll be able to talk about for years to come man yeah that's what i want them something that you're you're proud of it you know you're living they, you're leaving an imprint on them you know i mean those are memorable moments yeah it's you know good that's stuff, great so. yeah man well hey yeah, you know, i do appreciate you sharing and yeah. uh, listening and and Give me to talk about this stuff. This is definitely not my strong suit. Uh, uh, definitely not my strong suit. Getting out there and Aaron talking about the program and getting us in the news and stuff. But, but this is awesome. I appreciate what you do. Um, getting people talking and and understanding that there are a lot of people that are struggling. If you need help, all you got to do is ask, man. Because there's plenty of people like me and you, anybody out there um, that that will help. Absolutely, they can help. And I and I and I mean that. So uh, if there's ever anything we can do, let us know. I know we're worlds apart, but hey, it's one it's only a plane ride. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time, man, and yeah, uh, sharing yeah. your experience. I know it's not the most comfortable thing to do. Um, it's taking me a while myself, but I think what Marines can do is we can run our mouth once we start running it. So yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> that's sir. another thing. But once again, man, I appreciate you. If you could just hold tight, we we'll give you. I appreciate you, man, and. Uh, Thank you, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon. Absolutely, brother. All right, cheers, All right, man. All right, friends and fam, that wraps up another great episode, a great interview. He is a great uh, person, man. He's doing great things for this country. Uh, still out there, molding and shaping our youth, and uh, helping them develop into great leaders. So, hey, I uh, once again want to thank each and every one of you guys for taking the time to watch the show, subscribe, like, all those great things. I hope you're having a great day and kicking its ass and not letting it kick yours. Until next time, er.